Hello, people, and welcome to your new premier XFL talk show. This is XFL Live. I am your host, Mo Riggins, coming to you live from Amityville, New York. I have here my co-host, Wayne Johnson. Wayne, would you like to say a little hello to the people? Good evening, people. <laughs> Good evening. Yeah. Yeah. This is what you're going to get the whole show, people. You're going to get a little bit of energy over here, and then the smoothest mother since peanut butter was made That's over crazy. here. <laughs> <laughs> I, disagree. I disagree, but I appreciate that. <laughs> I but um, that's right. We're coming to you live from Amityville, New York. We are two people who we just felt that, you know, the XFL is. I love I'm it. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a, it's a very interesting form of football. It's I love it. It's it, it just to be honest, it's giving us the fill of football that we all desperately want and need when football is not around to be had. It's it's give it is giving us a different breed of football. You know what I mean? It's it's. it's but we we felt the need to just start a talk show about it because we feel like nobody's out here talking about it and really talking about how good these players are and how much work that has actually been put into forming this league and like Wayne you said I think it's around here to stay like what do you think I I, I most definitely believe that I believe that uh, in essence <clears throat> in essence it's like we are speaking uh, it's, in essence it's like we are in the uh, the new roaring 20s it's like the Roaring Twenties are oh, happening shit. all over again. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's happening all over again. And like, you know, this is 2020 and uh, from here forward, just like how with the NFL when it first started, uh, I believe in what year did the NFL start? Uh, I don't know what year the NFL uh, started. Whatever year it started. It was, it was in the early 1900s. <laughs> so, definitely in the, was it in the early 1900s? Yeah, it was most definitely in the early 1900s. I don't think it started in the 1800s. So, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. So therefore, uh, it's just like a new league starting up. 1922. 1922. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. So it, it, it actually. In 1920, actually. Exactly. It took its so, current name in 1922. Exactly. So almost a decade. So, so I two mean, years a century into, later. Two years into yeah. the into the Roaring 20s, the NFL was formed. But uh, the XFL now in the new Roaring 20s, uh, we started in, in the year 2020. So I think it's just a fresh outlook on football. Uh, I think it's more than it's more than past due that we have a new brand, a new outlook on football, a new, uh, a new option. It, it, there's been a monopoly on yeah. professional football for Definitely. so many years. And uh, I believe that's just like anti everything that we stand for in this country. So there are more options to see professional football, not not glorified college football. We want professional football, and I feel like the XFL is giving us that uh, a viable option for that. Yeah. Where the AAF failed miserably. Uh, that's why I never really got into the AAF. And that's why. That's why I feel like right now is an essential time to. Oh, excuse me. I feel now is an essential time to get into uh, speaking more about the XFL now that I believe it actually passed uh, the amount of games that the AAF played. Is that true or? Um, I believe it's supposed to. I believe that. Oh yeah, the AF only played four games, didn't they? Or three games, or something like that. But um, yeah, no, I definitely agree. I, I think it's just like you said. Like the NFL took over the AFPA, and there's a very strong chance that the XFL could take over the NFL one day. So it's just like it's crazy to me that nobody is out here talking. You, you about see it. that? That's that's interesting that you say that because I I don't really look at it like that. I don't look at it in the sense of it taking over the NFL. It's, it's almost like I'll use the analogy of if anyone out there who understands or overstands the uh, crypto, we're not going to get to that, <laughs> uh, who understands for the purpose of, uh, you know, like uh, fluidity. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
for the people who understand even like the crypto like currency space you see what i'm saying um dang i had a dynamic point i forgot <laughs> he said i had a very dynamic point yeah sorry about that people we are gonna get yeah, a little deep here no, no, all right we, we are yeah we are gonna have some deep conversation while we talk about the xfl really? what, just what did you say that's just what you're going to get from these two what gentlemen i apologize what, what did you say what did you say I was saying how the AFL, the XFL may take over the NFL. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so, boom, yeah, for those, for those who, who under, uh, understand the cryptocurrency space, uh, you would see how, like, some people look at cryptocurrency as something that will just overtake money mm. itself. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So then it will just be strictly cryptocurrency mm-hmm. uh, 24-7, whereas I don't even look at it. I don't look at cryptocurrency in that fashion. Like, oh, yeah, I, I look at it as oh like you know like oh i wanted to to succeed so that money like physical money will will cease to exist and the same in that same sense i don't look at the xfl and the nfl in that light okay right? i see I'm what you're looking, saying yeah, yeah like you, you, you think that they you think that they should always coexist you see it you yeah see them as always yeah coexisting. i think that i think there's always space for them saying. to coexist because yeah, if the yeah. xfl overtakes the nfl then in a hundred more years in the, in the three uh three thousand twenties we're gonna we're gonna be back at square one. There's gonna be another league now because the XFL dominates for a hundred years now. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, now they 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 uh, put the the, X, uh, the NFL to bed. They go oh. on into the 3000s. Say they went into the 3040s, and now in the 3040s, people are like, you know what? We're, we want to see a new brand, a of, new football. brand of football. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely not saying that. Not even in the not even the 3040s and the 20. Yeah, it possibly 3020. Yeah, yeah. So another century. You know what I mean? 2120. Exactly. 2120. Exactly. So I'm, that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm pushing for. I'm but, pushing um, for a new brand of football. Yeah, which it definitely compete. is. Yeah, compete. Which. In order to compete, yeah. there has to be another party to compete. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. So I want them to compete. Yes, with the NFL eventually, but yeah. right now they're only competing with themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what would you say is your favorite part of the XFL so far? My favorite part, honestly, my favorite part is the potential. Right just now. the potential. Just, the poten- just love the, it. How, the potential how, how is just is just so exciting. Uh, because it's something that you know what's funny is I didn't think you were gonna say that like that. Some I feel like some people would say like the kickoff. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, definitely, definitely. Rule. I, I like I mean? all like, of those things. I, I definitely, I love all those things. I'm, the hitting. Some people would say some people like the hitting. Yeah, those boys are hitting, man. Those, those boys are hitting, man. But it's I'm also like you. like with the kickoff, they try and limit the hits. So a lot of the hits that we're seeing are clean. Which a lot of them are clean hits. They're you not coming I mean? with as much velocity in the yeah. sense that people are running from, you know, yeah, farther distance apart and just colliding. Yeah, a lot so of standing up. You have to really learn as a player how in a short distance to use your burst of of, of speed. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, to, yeah, no, to use that and, and turn that into force. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm seeing, saying? Yeah, we're seeing certain so, people able yeah, to so do that. Techniques are getting better. I see I see a lot of hitting in the XFL. But, but definitely the potential. I see the potential to me is is so high uh, that that that's really what draws me uh, because again I, I felt for years this is in essence something that I've imagined when I was I was a kid growing up playing uh, middle school football, high school football, uh, and, and and that stuff. I, I always excuse me. I always imagined um, what if there was another option for those people that may not get to the nfl but i you know are really really good football players still you know we're not saying that i want i'm not saying i want to see like a, a drop off in talent 
But I do believe that there is a market out there, especially when you look at the NFL. I think we spoke about this uh, off the off outside of this uh, this podcast, uh, where there's about 130 Division One football programs. So 130 mm-hmm. Division One uh, programs pump out quarterbacks. 130 quarterbacks. A senior, 130, position, a senior, a senior in each position, and the kids that are leaving early. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. Every single year, there's in essence 130 uh, of each position. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? By five years, that's 600 plus. Yeah. And the you other thing is, saying? for a league that only has eight teams as opposed to 32, exactly, the talent is going to increase extremely rapidly. Oh yeah, people people think it's just like a pushover league, but in order to make these rosters, you're gonna have to have some talent. Trent Richardson didn't make this league. He made the AAF. He did make the AAF. But he couldn't he make, make a roster in the XFL. Well, some of the running backs in this league are actually really good. That's what I'm saying. That's what really I'm saying. So that shows you. That shows you already that the XFL was able to tap into a a a level above the AAF. Yes. The AAF wasn't yes. able to 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 bring in the amount of talent that the XFL has already brought in. Yeah. Exactly. Because if, if that were if that were the case, then Trent Richardson would be in the XFL. Yeah. He's not. Yeah. He's not sure. good. Trent he's not Richardson. Good he's, he's good enough for the NFL Alabama too. running back is not good enough for the XFL. Yeah. That has to show you that Okay, these the guys aren't got, playing around. They got some they're top-notch not, coaches in there. They're, they're not, they're not going for just the name. They got Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops. The NFL couldn't get Bob He's Stoops. The, the, the NFL he couldn't made, get he Bob made it very well known that he turned Bob down Stoops, the NFL. <laughs> Bob Stoops wants to see something different. And yeah. the XFL is that, that difference. that allows him the opportunity to do that. Most definitely. The XFL is that difference that Bob Stoops wants to see. We'd love to talk about the XFL all day, but yeah, we don't yeah, want definitely. to. Now, definitely. I'm joking. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but um, one of the players that we were talking about earlier, who I think is probably one of the uh, one of the better players in the league right now, is P.J. Walker. Correct. Over on uh, Houston. Yes. On the Roughnecks. Yes. So um, let's talk about his matchup this week. He's going up against, uh, going to be going up against the Dallas Renegades, Bob Stoops team. Correct. You know what I mean? What do you think, uh, what do you think is going to happen there? What do you think about that matchup? Uh, with the LA Wildcats versus the New York Guardians, let the record show. Uh, I will. I will state my. I'm sorry. <laughs> ask you. Ask you about the Renegades, <laughs> the Roughnecks. Oh, so the Renegades, the Roughnecks. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. The PZ. <laughs> I, it's all right. It's I apologize. All right. I thought he was talking about Josh Johnson. No, no, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I apologize. Oh, uh, yeah. No, talk so about the, PJ yeah, Walker. I said, yeah, cut that out when, when you get a chance. I won't but, uh, cut that out. Actually, that, that's people wild. have to know we're live. Okay, so that's well. XFL live. Oh, that's well. You, uh, the Houston Roughnecks versus uh, Dallas Renegades. Yeah. Renegades. Yeah. This is a good matchup. This is to be honest with you. This too. is yeah. the game of the week. This is the game of the week. That's this is the game of the week. We start off with the game. Yeah, of the this is the game of the week. That's how good we are here on the game of the week. Live. We game start off with the game of the week. Yes, when you actually look at it, this is the game of the week. All right, so talk uh, about the game of the week. Game like gives, we were saying. This game gives us the most potential. We have PJ Walker at quarterback uh, for the uh, Roughnecks, and we actually have Landry Jones. Yes. Who, if anyone, a lot of people who are criticizing the XFL right now have hasn't actually sat down and watched XFL games, and anyone who has watched XFL games can see a clear upward progression of Landry Jones' play. Landry Jones' play is getting better as the weeks go on. You see what I'm saying? So if Landry Jones can come into this game and battle with the Roughnecks and make it a game 
this could be the game of the week and possibly one of the best games we have seen this season because it seems to me that as the weeks go by this heading into week four three weeks previous that the teams have been starting to click more and more every week it was clear rust there was clear rust within uh in, in week one week two there was still some more rust week three they started to shake it off uh some teams had a bad week for their first week like the dc defenders but um it seems to me that there is an upward trend in play right now no, I'm talking about the DC defenders last week when they lost. Oh, last week. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, last thought, week. I thought you said the first week. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, last week when they lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, yeah. it seems that there's an upward trend. So with the the Roughnecks versus the Renegades, uh, I feel if they can go in there and pass the ball with Landry Jones, and also I like the running back number 34 on uh, um, on the Dallas Renegades. The Dallas Renegades, uh, Artist Payne. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. like Artist Payne? I like Artist Payne. Although, although he, I don't like his style. He had a good week. He had a good, he has, week. He I forgot. A good week. He has, he has decent vision. It was, I don't, it wasn't last week. I believe it was week two, when he had a good week. I think he had two rushing touchdowns, maybe. Uh, let, let's look at the yeah, standings. Yeah, he had here. two rushing touchdowns of the game. I remember. Yeah, but um, let's look at the standings here. And, but this and is before that. we go to the standings. This is one thing I wanted to say about the matchup is that. I think that the biggest key that we're going to see in this game and going forward in the uh, in the season Correct. is for the Dallas Renegades, I think their key play is going to have to come from, like you said, Landry Jones. Yeah. I think that they're going to be one of the teams that are going to be, and this is basically just based off, you know, Bob Stoops' reputation pretty much, yeah. but I think they're going to be one of the teams that are actually going to be kind of grounded in the way that they approach the game. They're not going to get too high, too low yeah. throughout the throughout the weeks. You know what I mean? They're going to be Most very, definitely. very able to win the games that are close. And when losing the games that are close, it's not going to put them in a rut. Definitely. You know what I mean? I think that they're going to be one of those teams. So if um, he develops a... Um, a real chemistry with his tight end. Yeah. And I can't remember what his tight end's name is. Pardum. Right. Um, Pardum, I believe. Pardum. I yeah, was going to say Palmer. Pardum, yes. Yeah, his tight end, Pardum, he, that guy, he's, well, I think he's like 6'9", you know what I mean? 6'8", but he can, 257. Yeah, but once he gets moving, this, that's this the thing is, yeah, if he, at first he's not moving very fast at all. But yeah. once that boy get moving, it's, it's a whole Donald other Parham. Donald Parham. Yeah. So, yeah, once that boy gets moving, they can, they can really hack into that. I think that's going to have to be their... Um, that right there is going to have to be there straight up. Uh, yeah. You know yeah I mean? Here's the thing, though. That's gonna. John, have, that's how they're going to have to stay in the game because yeah. P.J. Walker and Cam Phillips on the other side, that's a deadly combination. That's a deadly combination, that's, but that's here's bad. the Those thing, Those are two though. bad men right there. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Uh, when we're speaking about uh, Josh Johnson. We're speaking about Landry Jones and, and uh, Donald Partham. Mm-hmm. Uh, P.J. Walker... Is a very slept on quarterback. Yeah, I think I think PJ actually, Walker is first, a NFL quarterback. Through the first three weeks ago through week four, yeah. I think it's no no brainer to me yeah. that PJ Walker has the best arm talent in the league. PJ no, like, Walker no has the, the best can arm talent start in the league. I actually for the saw a pass. Yeah. He definitely could start for the Dolphins. I saw a pass when I was watching the highlights. <clears throat> I think it was um his week two game, I can't remember. Yeah. I believe they were playing the Vipers. Yeah. And um PJ Walker, he like he's rolling out of the pocket, throws a pass to his guy, and they said that. And if you're listening to the broadcast, they're saying, "Oh, the Vipers both had a chance at the at this uh, for an interception." They're saying it was a bad pass, yeah. and they collided and missed it. But if you really look at it, 
from the right angle, the ball goes through his receiver's arms. Oh, wow. Like, literally through his receiver's arms. So whether or not these guys did actually have a chance to intercept it, which I don't think they did, they kind of collided after it went through the receiver's arms. Looking at the, the, the clip, and I'll show it to you later. Yeah. But it goes through the receiver's arms at some point. So if they don't make that play, his receiver had an opportunity to make a play on that ball. So it's like just some of the the throws I've seen him make is crazy. So yeah. I'm just excited to watch P.J. Walker play any week. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. P.J. Walker, to me, is a is – a, uh, he can start on certain NFL teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lower the lower end NFL teams, I believe that he can start for those teams yeah. like the Dolphins. Yeah, seeing, seeing what I've seen, like you said, I believe he can play for the Dolphins. De- definitely. But – Josh Johnson from the LA Wildcats uh-huh. might throw the prettiest ball in the XFL. You know what? I believe that. Josh, but this is my jo- problem. But he's just Josh not accurate. Johnson. It's not even that. Yeah, he's and not, he's inconsistent. I feel like yes. Okay, that's what I'll say. He's inconsistent. Yeah. And my problem is he has to be set too often to throw that pretty ball. Whereas PJ Walker has been moving around a lot more. Has been making but, has been making a lot better throws. On yeah, the but then but then that means. With, with the words that you just used, that means that Josh Johnson is displaying that he's a pocket passer. Yes, which is a problem in, in this the, league yeah. because some of this line play is off. <laughs> yeah, some of honest. the line play is like, off. I've seen people just but it's not clicking yet. They're just missing assignments. This so. is week three. There are ten weeks, I believe, in the XFL regular season. Mm-hmm. These offenses are going to start to click. This. That's, that's how those teams are running right now. Like St. Yeah. Louis, but that's the difference is the Vipers are running into problems of trying to run that run like that, whereas St. Louis is succeeding. So it's like, so St. Louis has Seattle this week. You think they'll be able to run down Seattle's throat like that? Possibly. Seattle hasn't been, uh, they haven't been one of the strongest teams. They haven't showed me anything. That Seattle would... to me is the most bland team. Like it feels to me like the actual town of Seattle. Like, great fan base. Actually. Great fan base. I mean, uh, yeah, they've been, you know, they've been, they've been coming out to support their team. You know, great that's, how, fan that's base. how Seattle does. They're always out there to support their team. But yeah. to me, their team seems the blandest. Most like, definitely. Like, you know what I mean? Like when I watch them, I'm just like, all right, where are the other teams at? <laughs> you Most know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm waiting, you know me, I'm waiting for the Guardians game and they might be the blandest to watch actually. It's probably yeah. the Guardians. But, but <laughs> where are they playing? Are they home or away right now? For this, this, this um, it's at St. Louis. It's at St. Louis. At St. Louis, yes. Okay, so with that being said, we can we can make it. Let's, clear. Put, let's put it this way: St. Louis is getting eleven and a half. Yeah, so we can make a, 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 a clear hypothesis that the uh, that they're gonna lose. <laughs> the clear, the clear. Wait, that St. Louis is gonna lose, or that Seattle's gonna lose? Seattle's gonna lose because they they they're already zero and one away, okay. so they're not a good road team. All right. They're one so one I, and I, I don't want to make that clear. Yeah. So what we're saying is, if just in case anybody out there is on the betting lines, what we're saying yeah. is the betting lines that we're seeing is about St. Louis uh, giving 11 and a half to Seattle. So and you're saying Seattle, that you Seattle, think, St. Louis is plus 11? No, St. Louis is minus 11. They're giving. They're yes, giving yes, 11. yes. That, that makes okay. a lot of sense. Yeah, so, of course. All right. So do you think Seattle covers the spread or you think this is just a blowout blowout? Because I don't think Seattle's that bad a team. I just think they're bland. Like, the, like, D.C. is a team that's very shot playish. I feel like. Yeah. The defenders. Mm-hmm. Like, they make they do a lot of, like, uh, you know, sweeps. They do a lot of reverses. Yeah. And then their their defense makes a lot of plays for them. Their defense has scored two of the three weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, a lot of their plays are the highlight plays that you're going to see on a highlight reel. Yeah. Meanwhile, in between, you know, Cardell Jones is four touchdowns, five interceptions. Yeah, it's not good. You know what I mean? So, it's like, not how good, good are they? Uh, do you know what I mean? So, like, how good are they? So, it's like, you know, the Battlehawks... 
I feel like I feel like the Dragons are one of those teams that's not doing those shot plays, but they can they can hang there. I think that, I don't think they're gonna be beat like like that. The Dragons are zero and one away, one and one at home right now. Uh, they're playing this week. They are playing. They're at they're the at, battle. They're at the battle Hawks, yeah. So that means they're going to be away game again. Yeah. Uh, up against the best fans in the XFL right now. You think the, St. Louis is the best? Most fans definitely. Right? They have. I think they have the most numbers. They have, they have the highest attendance out of anybody. No, I did not see the attendance. So yeah. So St. Louis, they're going over there as the four seed in the West to go play the number one in the East. I doubt that's going to go well. For them. I doubt. It. But, but I mean, you're right. I, me personally, I think Seattle's going to cover that spread 11 and a half. But, yeah. but enough about that. I want to go to the other team that I was talking about, the other end of the spectrum from Seattle, the DC Defenders. So the DC Defenders uh, need they're to going up against back. the Vipers this week, yeah. which is a team that you said, which is a team that you said you, you believe is going to um, show that they actually have a decent roster is going to start to come together. In comparison to the New York Guardians. Oh, okay. <laughs> he said, in I want to make that very clear. Very clear, very clear. In comparison to the New York in Guardians. Well, we'll New get York into Guardians. that on Guardian yeah. Talk. Yeah. How yeah. Guardians talk. But, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, what we're talking about now is the, uh, the Vipers and the Defenders. Yeah. So, that's what, something that I wanted to say that I think, because I think, like you said, they're going to be better than the, uh, in the, the long run, in the long run, whether but like I said, they have to get that one win somewhere along the way to do it. I think the Tampa Bay the Tampa Bay Vipers will have two wins this season. I so you think the New York Guardians lose out because they play the last week of the season? Yes, and I so believe that they, by so that time the, the Tampa Bay Vipers more, will be better. Than the Guardians them. lose out, and then the Vipers beat the Guardians in the last game of the season. That's, yes, that's your, yes. Okay, you heard that I'm here in, first. Okay, this is this is the prediction from Wayne Johnson himself. And I'm I'm a New York Guardians fan, but he is not a prophet. No, but I'm not a prophet. Okay, but uh, so, so what? So, so this is basically what I wanted to ask you: is mm-hmm. what is when are the Vipers going to get that win? Because I think I think it could be this week. I think if they're going to get it, it's this week. To be perfectly honest, because they, they the defenders have, are a team that's very street, yeah. like very shot playish, and they're a team mm-hmm. that's also very shot playish. Well, so they if have it gets them to in be a one of those highlight position. games. Yeah. They might be able, you know, sneak one on them. They have they have them in a very vulnerable position. They need to. Uh, their pride has been hurt. Yeah, uh, they were propped up within the first two weeks. Everyone wants to talk to Cardinal Jones. Yeah, Cardinal Jones is making it a comeback, you know. So they were propped up. Their their egos were a little uh, padded and boosted. And then they got punched in the mouth. As Mike Tyson says, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. they're, they're a little bit vulnerable right now. They're, they're, they're sad. You know, they're, they need to vent. They need to cry it out a little bit. So because of that, the the Vipers have a chance here to come in and, and win this game. However, however, if my instincts are correct, I believe, because you, you have to remember here now that Josh Johnson was drafted as the number one quarterback in this league, I believe. Yes. Just sure. just as he was with the AAF. So yes. with that being said, that means Josh Johnson was supposed to have the best team. They were expecting Josh Johnson to be leading this league. To be leading this league. But that's that's how it goes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, they they expected that, but PJ Walker is honestly the team the person that's leading his team the best right now. Yeah. So it's like they they thought that was gonna happen with Josh Johnson and, and, and it didn't. So, 
with the uh, with the DC defenders and, and the and the Vipers. The the Vipers need to need to take advantage of the situation and try to come in there and, and disrupt them again, get them thrown off, and uh, put points on the board, which they which they prove that they can do. They prove that they can do. You see what I'm saying? They prove that they can do that last week in, in a loss. They still prove that we can score points, we can we can play football, and we can make this entertaining. Yeah. So, although I I, I mean this is a must win for the Vipers, uh-huh. but I still I, I'm still going with the DC defense. Now, I, before we get into the, uh, I want to talk to you about who you think are some of the better players in the league. Before we get into that, I wanted to ask you um, about Josh Johnson, actually, because okay. you said you think he, well, not you think, but you said the way that it was written, <laughs> he has the best team in the league. Meanwhile, he's sitting there at a, Supposed I believe he's one and two right now, right? Yeah, Going up against a one and two New York Guardians. Correct. So. Where do you believe that team has to do to win? How do the Guardians win? Like, what what do you think are the main factors in that game right there? Trying to the Guardians have no chance. The Guardians have absolutely no, no chance. chance. Why no do you chance. think that is? Because I think have, the same thing, but I, I don't. Uh, I don't yeah, know. We have you. adopted this 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 mentality like the New York Jets and the new the, these New Age Giants now, who just don't believe in winning. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how this becomes like so habitual here in New York. But I don't know who is telling these people who to draft on any of these New York teams. Whether <laughs> yeah, whether we must have had the last pick in the draft, I'm 100 percent sure of it. Where, whether I didn't watch the draft, football, but I know we had basketball, the last. But next year we're gonna have the first pick in the draft. Whether it's football, <laughs> basketball, hockey, whatever have you, who? Why do we always have these questionable drafts? And that's my problem with the New New York uh, Guardians, which which is why I say they have no chance. Because our quarterback's Matt McGoin. Matt, I don't. He is definitely or, the or worst quarterback. I, he's going to lose his job. He, he hasn't lost his job. Impressively garbage. It is, <laughs> yeah. He is impressively it's, it's, garbage. It's how bad he is. It's good to watch all his receivers get kind of open and then get underthrown and then get intercepted. With him, it's a defensive field, get, field day. Yo, the like defenses that, are yeah. the happiest people in the world when they see this. Yeah, the Wildcats defense go look real good this week. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah but yeah. yeah, so the Wildcats defense against the Guardians, I feel like this is where the the Wildcats start to separate and now, show what they were supposed to do. I think it's the opposite. I think that the Wildcats offense mm-hmm. is going to run a giant train through the New York Guardians defense. Now, here's why I think that: because the New York Guardians defensive front, in terms of running st- run stoppage, is absolute trash. Okay. Basura. Basura. Garbage. Straight. Okay, just straight up hefty, 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 but the opposite. Wimpy, wow. wimpy, wimpy. Wow. So what I'm saying is, this man, Martez Carter right here, who didn't yeah. get to play until just this past week. Yeah. I think he got, let me see, 14 touches, 11 runs. Yeah. Um, Had three receptions. I thought it was 11. I think he had 39 yards on the ground, 41 yards through the air. So man, man, man had about 80 yards on 14 touches, which is not that impressive. No, But he had three not. touchdowns. Three so touchdowns, has a nose yeah, it, it padded his stats. So, I mean, one of them he but, didn't have. Hey, to score. But this is my prediction. Yeah, I, I predict he goes over 100 yards easy this week. You predict he goes over 100 yards easy this week? Yeah. And you're you're confident All with purpose. that? All purpose. All purpose. Which is only another 20 yards. Okay. I think, but I don't think it's as much passing because I think the New York Guardians' pass defense is a little bit better than their run defense. Most definitely. 
That's this is the thing. Is yeah. both are trash. Both are trash. <laughs> but the pass defense is better. Our guardians need to just destroy and rebuild right now. <laughs> Yo, burn okay. everything to the ground. Come back. I don't like the name. I don't like the look. I'm now. I am a fan of the team. Yeah. <laughs> the colors. All right. I don't I even know where they play. But I think that uh, I think this week, uh, as far as schedule wise, New York Guardians versus the, uh, the Wildcats. Wildcats yeah. I think this is where the Wildcats start to show that you know, like, okay, we are that, we were we were West. supposed we were supposed to be that team. So we if they get this team. win and go to two and two, we're then it will start to show you we're going to drop to one and three. And then start to show you that, like, you know. Like, and then that's the other thing is Houston and Dallas are both in the West. So one goes three and zero. Oh, one's three and zero oh now. One's Houston, two and one. Dallas. Yeah. That's in the South. There's only two. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. West. So, so they're still in the West. Yeah. Even though they're both in Texas. Yeah. But they're both in the West. So <laughs> Houston and Dallas. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. So they're both one's three and zero, oh, one's two and one. So the odds of them gaining in the standings are pretty, pretty considerable this week. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, that's gonna they, be something every week. It's just gonna change very, the standings of the West. If 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 Dallas wins, then they. Well, that's what I'm saying. With them with them playing well, an no. Eastern Conference team, they have to win this week. Future so, yeah, so so one of the questions I wanted to talk to you about, like one of the things that I had to talk to you about the future of the XFL is do you believe that they are going to become the leaders on style of play football? That's very much possible. It's very, very possible. They could. But again, it's it's hard to say. It's hard to, to be able to, to gauge that because I feel like the NFL, which they've always done, when they see good ideas, they find a way to to be able to use it themselves. To incorporate for, them. Yeah, to incorporate them, for, for like a better term. Yeah. monetary gain. For monetary gain. Specifically. So but if there's no monetary gain in incorporating them, yeah. there are a lot of things, like the double forward pass. There's absolutely no reason for the NFL to incorporate that into their play. Yeah, not the double forward pass. You know not what I mean? The only thing that the NFL that would, needs that to adopt. That would ruin the NFL. Yeah. Like. <laughs> the only thing that the NFL needs to adopt is the kickoff. The NFL needs that kickoff. Yeah, the NFL needs that kickoff. Yeah, they do. Right. The NFL really, they, they, they outdid themselves that kickoff. Bro. Outdid themselves. They, didn't, like, you, they should do they just kickoffs. Whole yeah. game is kickoffs. Nah, I'm joking. Nah, no, but no, no. <laughs> I said I do not support that. No, no, no. no, but definitely. like Just just watching some of these kickoffs and watching some, some of the ways that the teams are trying to manipulate that kickoff mm-hmm. situation now. Is actually very interesting. Yeah. So I think once we get down the road, we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see a lot of reverses. I think we're yeah. gonna see a lot of wedges. Yeah. You know what I mean? Most and we're gonna see what 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 uh, the referees have to do about like you know certain types of blocks on those. Uh, yeah, I, I think the I future mean? of the XFL is is really uh, bright, both with the rules wise and uh-huh. the, with the innovations that they brought to the league, such yeah. as the um, the kickoff, such as the the lack of a uh, of a extra point after yeah. a touchdown. Uh, but not only that, but I feel like with the players themselves, I feel like there's so many guys out there. Look at look at the tight end from uh, from Dallas, uh-huh. Par, Par, Parham. Yeah. Uh, look at him. He, yeah. he went to a, such a small school in Florida. Uh-huh. He went through. Uh, he went to such a small college in Florida that he wasn't really on people's radars. And I yeah. feel like there's so many people out there. Again, we said that there's 130 Division, Division One schools. Correct. Yes. Division, Division one, one school. Yes. But as far as Division two and three, there there are other schools out there, and there has to be there has to be kids out there. There has to be a quarterback out there that never really got looked at. 
Yeah. But he's been working his ass off. Yeah. Knowing he was, was going to get a shot. Since he was 13 years old. Kid. You see what I'm saying? He's That's been working his ass off since 13. That's who I want to drive. Yeah. Well, we that was the other thing I was going to say draft. to you. Too. And we've actually talked about this before, but I just mm. wanted to get your thoughts on, on recording. Mm. In terms of getting new players, you said those are the, the 130. Do you think that the XFL has a chance to be getting some of the lower rounded NFL prospects, the ones that go seventh round undrafted. Those are the guys who the XFL really definitely, targets. Definitely. Now, do you think those are the guys the XFL really targets, or do you think they go after the players that you said that don't get looked at at all? You don't you? You go for the people that don't get looked at, and you go for the the, the seventh round undrafted people. Not even really the seventh round, uh, but more so than just the undrafted people. And uh, you definitely bring them into the fold because those those are a lot of people that just need a little bit more time to develop. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and really uh, get under NFL-level coaches. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That coaching, will, I, in my opinion, will bring them a long way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So speaking of coaches, mm-hmm. here on the XFL Live, uh, you know, talk show podcast, mm-hmm. um, us XFLians, <laughs> XFLians, whatever you want to call us. Um, you know, we I wanted to do something. We me and you wanted to do something to spotlight players in the league. You know, what I'm saying these these are exactly what we're talking about. Those kids, you know, and it's more than 130. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's hundreds, thousands of kids out there that don't have that didn't never got the shot that they, you know, that they were dreaming of, and now we're mm-hmm. getting that shot in the XFL. Mm-hmm. So of those, you know, the guys that actually are in the XFL now, I was thinking, you know, what what guys do you think are like really taking it up a notch on special teams? What guys do you you know expect to be like kind of players of the week, offensively and defensively? Like what do what do you uh, what do you think in there? Uh, for this week, players of the week, that that's pretty simple uh-huh. uh, to me. L.A. Wildcats versus New York Guardians. We're just gonna go down the list. L.A. Wildcats versus New York Guardians on offense. Oh, I was just talking about like one for the week. You don't have to do it per game. You know what I mean? Just oh, like one the, one guy for the entire week. For the entire week. If you look at the matchups, like who's gonna have the most impactful game? That's that's hard to gauge, but I mean anybody would would say P.J. Walker. You think PJ Walker? I feel yeah. like PJ Walker is the easy pick. It, it, it's the easy pick, but it's the, the the truest pick, to be honest with you. Okay, fair it's enough. The easiest pick with like if you're talking but about individually, does, yeah, game does, by yeah. game, yeah. then I have Josh Johnson in the, the LA Wildcats versus New York Guardians. I have Tayamu, the quarterback from the Battlehawks versus the Dragons. PJ Walker uh, in the game versus the Renegades, and Cardell Jones for. Interesting. Yeah, for, for that. Now, see, now you went all quarterbacks. All quarterbacks. I'm talking about, yeah. For the yeah, offensive. Because yeah, I'm talking I mean. about for the offensive because those are the highest paid guys. Yeah. And that, that's right now where the league is right now. Excuse me, the emphasis is on quarterbacks. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So so maybe in, if, if, if we can get this to, to last a couple years, hopefully into like year five or something, if we can get uh, it to, to keep building and more revenue. We'll be able to see uh, more teams, etc. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel you. I feel you. So, do you want to talk about defensive or special teams players, or because you have just like one that you were like like one defensive player that you that you've been watching? Defensive you... player. Uh, I forgot his name. It was that guy that has uh, he has, he has that meme that um meme. yeah the meme where he was I forgot what school he was going to where he was just the big dude that was just like all ripped. He was standing oh. There. Yeah, he's in this league. Dang. He is in this league. He is in this league. 
Uh, I can't remember his name either. And I, I'm looking. I'm about. looking for him to start breaking out and and really separating himself because he makes every man that stands next to him look like a matchup. <laughs> so I would love to so see. So why him, wouldn't uh, he start breaking out, right? Yeah, but but remember he had uh, he got falsely accused of a rape allegation. The chick later on, after pressure uh, of realizing, like you know, like I'm gonna get caught in this, she she decided to come clean and say, like you know, he never. Raped. Yeah, but he lost everything. Yes, he yes. couldn't go back to school, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, I do. So remember the XFL, that. XFL is his chance to and redeem when we, himself. When we do the review show, we'll talk about this again because I want Correct. to put that story out there and get that player's name. Mm. But um, yeah, I do remember that. So yeah, no, I, you're right. I would actually like to see just solely off that story, kind of. I would like to see him do well. I, I would definitely like to see him do well. I'm definitely uh, supporting, but I definitely want to see him uh, make it all the way. Okay, all right. And what about uh, special teams? You got anybody you looking at in special teams or not? You don't care about special teams? No, I, I care about special teams about in this league. Like, like in general teams, because like there are some teams that are doing like the, uh, I think it was the Battle Hawks at the first kickoff. Yeah, had, yeah, and they use trickery to get it, and that, which was great. Yes. Like <laughs> you said, you said it like you were like, yeah, those goddamn tricksters. No, like, no, 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 it was great. Yeah, you you show you sometimes you got to use some trickery. So. Yeah, so they use, sometimes. Uh, yeah, they use trickery on and got to the case before them. So it was a... Uh, <laughs> I asked you about the special teams if you had a player or a team and you and that we started talking about the St. Louis Battle Hawks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I don't have I don't have a player or a team for special teams right now. I'm okay. just interested to see how far every week if, if people can find a way uh for at least in one game for there to be a, a special team touchdown or more and more teams come up with innovative ways to try to game up on so, in terms of that, yeah, I don't really have a special teams player, mm-hmm. but actually, I do have a special teams player. And he's on the St. Louis Battlehawks. His name's King. Got Omar Hall, the kicker. The kicker, bro. The punter. The punter. I don't yeah. know if you saw that punt. I think it was like week one, the one that landed like right on the line, oh, not the zone. But actually, he is nice. That guy needs to not be in the XFL. Yeah, right. He already got himself yeah, bumped out. Football's not for me. Yeah, bro. But no, but he is nice. So actually, I'm kind of looking forward because that's the other thing about the XFL is 90% of the kickoffs have been returned. Like, and, yeah. then, and then with punts, if you if it hits the inbounds mm-hmm. before it hit, goes into the end zone, it's less of a penalty than if it falls straight directly into the end zone. Correct. Like, if it goes directly into the end zone, I think the team comes to the 35 if it falls and then goes into the end zone, I think it's like the 15th, something like that. But it's very rewarding to a punter and a mm. kicker to be that precise. And I feel like kicker, you know, you're just trying to kick it inside the play, the field of play. Let them return it. That's what you want. You want to give them the opportunity to return it because if it goes into the touchback, it's a 35. You know what I mean? It's an extra 20 yards for them. But with the punting, I think that the punting is actually like the XFL has somehow made it so that kicking matters. Yeah. Which is crazy. Definitely. Because they still have field goals. It's yeah. not like they got rid of the field goals. They just got rid of points after touchdown. Yeah, yeah, correct. You know what I mean? Correct, correct. correct. So it's like you, the kickers still are very still an integral part of this game. I think more so now. More so an integral yeah, part I of think, the game. I think more so now. So, more but so. I, I think he's going to be my, my special teams guy of the week. Yeah. No. And then uh, the other two guys that I wanted to say, uh, my defensive player of the week is going to be uh, Wesley Sutton of New York because he is leading the league in sacks, the safety. This man picked a player from New York? <laughs> what are, are you crazy? I think he's trying to sabotage the show. What are you I doing? Like, <laughs> like, bro, like New York is we 
New York needs to destroy and rebuild. It's <laughs> one of the worst products I've seen in a while. Like I don't know what, I don't know what direction they they envision this season. All right, fine. Well, then I'll go with the linebacker. No, no, no. Go with back. your player. No, 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 no. no, no, don't, no, no don't change it for me. Valid point. Don't I change it for me. If he's balling, out, if he's balling, he's balling. Nah, he's not balling like that. He's balling. He's he balling. balling like that. He got two sacks, right? Yeah. Weston Sun got two sacks. He's balling. balling like that. Now nah, I'm gonna go with Carl Bradford. He got two sacks too. And he got way more tackles. All right. <laughs> That's a good so point. Carl Bradford. But right. Eddie's on a better team. They go win this week. I'm good. Carl Bradford. Anyone who says just because of the record one and two, yeah. If you're just looking at it at face value, yes. The Guardians have a better record for than the Tampa Bay Vipers, so therefore they're better. The Vipers are a better football team than the New York Guardians. All right. The New York Guardians, Fair. we have we have an epidemic. We have a crazy problem right now that that like no one is even like we just we, we don't have some of the talent that these other teams have. It's crazy. We don't, bro. Like you look at some of these other teams and they have talent. Like what think, was like, his name? The, like Flowers, the quarterback. Like, Quentin Flowers of the Qu- of the Vipers. Yeah. Oh I mean, God, Quentin Flowers. I mean, he's better than any of the quarterbacks we have. Yeah, which is not hard to do. <laughs> I'm a better quarterback than the quarterback we have, bro. Like, are you serious, man? Yeah, I don't know, but like, but you, you're right. Like players, like one quarterbacks, like PJ Walker in the league. You know what I mean? Josh Johnson, like we said. Landry Jones, like we said. You know what I mean? There, there are some guys in this league that are good quarterbacks. And then we have, like, there are receivers like Alonzo Russell for the Battlehawks. Yeah. He played for the Giants. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's a receiver that I actually watch. And he's, he could create separation at points. You know what I mean? He, I expect, He's a very big-bodied receiver, too. I think mm-hmm. he's like 6'6 six, six or something like that. 6'4". So, what about the kid from D.C.? The kid from the the Defenders? Yeah. Which one? Trey, uh, Trey McBride? Yeah, I think he's number 15. Is it, is it from DC? I think I think yeah, Trey McBride. Yeah, 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 yeah he's yeah. he's actually pretty. Actually, no, Trey McBride is on the Wildcats. Oh, he's good though. I like Trey McBride. Yeah. he actually played for the Titans. So, oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's actually pretty decent too. But yeah, so uh, but uh, as you said, I think we're gonna have to uh, wrap this week's episode of XFL Talk up. We've been at coming at you for about an hour now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we have. We're gonna, we're gonna wrap this up. Like I said, this is your host Mo Riggins of XFL Live, uh, and Wayne our co-host Johnson. Wayne, Wayne Johnson. Wayne Johnson. Tom Tufo, you know, you're yeah, gonna be able to catch this on all all streaming forms and platforms. You're gonna be able to catch it on Anchor. You're gonna be able to catch it on Apple Podcasts. You're gonna be able to catch it on all the places you would find it. You know, Streamcast, whatever. We're going to go ahead and put it up in segments on YouTube. If you want to go back and watch this, we're going to put the audio up on YouTube in uh, different segments. So you can go back and hear different parts of the show that you were interested in if you want to do that. So don't forget to give us a like, you know, hit subscribe if you're, if you're dropping by. And uh, we'll co- be coming to you uh, later in the week. We're going to come to you with XFL Review. We're going to be coming back to you next week. And we're also going to come back to you with our own special uh, Guardian Talk. Definitely. How Guardians Talk. How Guardians Talk. And uh, as you can tell... We don't be talking nice, no, <laughs> so no, no, no. we will be talking about very these straightforward. So. But but we are yeah, well, we're very uh, thankful for those who uh, will hear this and and take to it. And we just uh, we just want to we're very excited about the XFL. We just want to give more people uh, the opportunity to be able to uh, just to, just to, to feel that excitement and to you know to uh, to have that excitement noticed. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Because it's it's very. It's very easy to uh, to to put out somebody's fire when you're you're not giving them any attention, and and the XFL, I feel the it deserves a lot of attention right now. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah.
Yeah, my bad, bro. That's all good. Definitely let that go too long. I am literally 